Shalom, everyone. It's time for Ancient Jewish Wisdom for a Modern World that will change your thinking and change your life. Welcome to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom, everyone. This is Rabbi Brian, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Dust of the Rabbi podcast. We're excited as we're in our second season looking at episode number seven, and we are talking about becoming an overcomer as a fully devoted follower of Jesus, really becoming a disciple. So if you want to jump in with us today, we're so glad that you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, or maybe you're watching YouTube and you're listening to this podcast and watching and following along. I'm so glad that you're here. We're ready to jump in and become a disciple who is an overcomer. So what are we going to learn about this week? Well, you know, in the previous weeks, we've talked about being a follower. We've talked about being a learner. We've talked about being a giver. We've talked about being a lover of God and his people. We talked about being a worshiper. And last week, we talked about being an intercessor. Man, was that some good stuff. So you ready? We're halfway through these 12 weeks of what it means to become a disciple of Yeshua, who knows how to not only walk in his footsteps, but sit at his feet, drink in his words with thirst, and become fully dusty from the dust of this Torah scholar, this rabbi we call Yeshua the Messiah. You might know him as Jesus, you might know him as Jesus, but when you know the name in Hebrew, Yeshua is the name that means Yeshua, salvation, the Lord saves, and that is literally what his name means, equal to the name Joshua. So we're going to talk today about being an overcomer. We've learned that Yeshua had disciples that he fully trained to become overcomers, to follow him, to learn from him. And I think it's important for us to not only walk in total victory and overcome every obstacle that comes our way. You have to realize that these disciples not only had victory in their own personal life, they were sent to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. They were taught how to overcome every temptation of life. So maybe there's something right now that you're battling with, that you need deliverance, or you need freedom. You need to conquer something in your life that seemingly up to this point is unconquerable. Maybe there's something you're facing. Maybe it's something you're dealing with right now that you're like, I'm so glad I'm listening to this podcast. I need to become an overcomer in this area of my life. I want you to understand that when you read through the Gospels and you look at the attacks on Yeshua's life, even as he was training his twelve, even as they were becoming dusty from the dust of the rabbi, walking in his footsteps, emulating everything he did, maybe when he read from the scriptures, maybe when he learned as a young boy at 12 and grew up to teach disciples at age 30, maybe you're thinking about how he loved on people and how he loved God with all his heart's own strength. What about how to become a worshiper? How many know that Yeshua taught us we worship the Father in spirit and in truth because that's the type of worshiper he's searching and he's seeking for. And you've become that intercessor because like the disciples, they asked Jesus, would you teach us how to pray like John the Baptist teaches his disciples how to pray? And I think when we're looking at the scriptures, we've got to go deeper than just the surface. Today, All of these things we've learned thus far is teaching us how to overcome in life. And remember, our Messiah is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He has conquered hell, death, 
and the grave. He can conquer any enemy that is attacking your soul today. Maybe your mind is battling mental health issues. Maybe you personally are battling some emotional disturbance, something that's causing you frustration or pain or suffering. You know, in the world, we found out last week, there's a lot of stress, a lot of struggle, a lot of situations beyond our control. And when you pray about them, how many know that's the first step in overcoming them? But how do you apply the right principle and the right promise of God's word to the problem? Being an overcomer is a reminder that you can conquer whatever comes your way because the Bible says you are more than conquerors because he loves you. You are an overcomer of this world because he overcame the world. So I want to jump right into a statement about overcoming from some of our Torah scholars. Rabbi Shimon bin Levi says this, a person's inclination overpowers him every single day. You know, sometimes temptation, evil inclinations come our way and we feel overpowered on a daily basis. It says these evil inclinations seek to kill him. But it says, the wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him, Psalm 37, 32. And Rabbi Shimon says, if not for the fact of the Holy One, blessed be he, he assists each person in battling his evil inclination, he could not overcome it. In other words, if the Almighty God did not give us the power to overcome evil, we would not be able to overcome it. We would be overcome by it. He says, because of this statement in Psalm 37, 33, the Lord will not leave him in his hand. This evil inclination from an evil thought or an evil person or an evil enemy will not stop the believer when the Lord is the one that gives us the power to overcome. Another statement I can draw from Jewish sources from Mishneh Torah, and this is from the tractate Teshuva or Repentance 7.4, Maimonides told us this. You might know him as the Rambam. Maimonides said that a Baal Teshuvah, someone who has mastered repentance, he should not consider himself distant from the level of the righteous who maybe has not committed a sin or a transgression. But instead, he says he should consider himself beloved and desirable before the Creator. You know, God loves someone who returns back to him in full repentance. That is something we pray not only for the high holy days that we've just experienced like Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, and now we're in the Feast of Sukkot for seven days, the Feast of Tabernacles. We know that all of heaven is open, that the king has come to the field, he's entered the city of Jerusalem, and now he wants to take up his rightful throne, not only on the seat of David, but on the seat of our hearts. I believe that even though our heart has a good inclination, and an evil inclination. We've got to learn how to conquer it. We've got to learn how to master it. Now, this is what it says about someone who is a Baal Teshuvah, which literally means one who masters repentance. It says, furthermore, he has a great reward for he has tasted sin and yet he has separated himself from it. So in other words, even though you've sinned, even though you've made a mistake, even though you've disobeyed God, even though you've rebelled against the very words of Scripture that you've read, you've heard, you've heard it taught and preached, but you still have a problem overcoming certain sins. He's saying if you've sinned and you've tasted, you even have a greater reward because someone who's never sinned doesn't understand what it's like to conquer sin. But when you have sinned, like Adam and Eve in the garden, that they were told that you could have mastery over this evil inclination. Yeah, that's what God told even 
Cain, when he killed Abel, that you're supposed to master it because you have the power, even though that sin is crouching at the door, you have the power to overcome it. Now, we thank God that we have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us overcome these things. But the Rambam says this, the level of a Baalei Teshuvah transcends the level of those who have never sinned at all, for they have overcome their evil inclination more. You see, you might say, well, isn't there more reward for the person who's never sinned? you got to realize that person who's never really fallen to a certain trap or sin doesn't know the power of forgiveness and restoration and the conquering of an evil thought or evil desire that for many years has held them bound. How much more for someone that has been able to get out of the clutches of sin, out of the clutches of an enemy, out of the clutches of torment and trouble and pain and suffering. When we return back to God in full repentance, We have the power to overcome. God gave us that power when we released that sin and that evil inclination from our hearts and allowed our good inclination to overcome the evil inclination. Now, you have to understand that this is related to physical battle. And there's also something powerful about this statement from Isaac ben Judah Barbanel. He he was also a Portuguese Jewish statesman, philosopher, and financier. And he used the latter part of his life to return to faith in God. He was a Baal Teshuva because you have to understand that many of the Spanish and Portuguese Jews were forced to become Catholic during the Spanish Inquisition. And at the same year that the Inquisition took place, Christopher Columbus was taking Jews from Spain and Portugal to the Americas, which helped them flee persecution. In the same time period as Christopher Columbus and the Spanish Inquisition was Isaac ben Judah of Barbanel, and he wrote these words. He says, Israel will conquer and overcome their enemies, and they will possess the entire land. No other nation will conquer it. Now remember, When these words were written, Israel was not in the land. They didn't come back into the land until 1948. And that is the year that Israel became a nation that conquered its enemies. Think about even the victory of 1967, when Jerusalem was unified again. I'm going to Israel this year. I'm going in just a few weeks. We're going October 31st to November 9th. And we always talk about the victories of Israel. Now, This is one of the things that we can look at when we look at the Torah and the prophets and the writings of the Hebrew Scriptures, what many call the Old Testament, is you see a lot of victories of this nation Israel. For instance, the father of the nation is Abram, later called Abraham. He wins total victory in this battle of the Valley of the Kings, winning back not only his nephew Lot, but all of the possessions that he lost. And he had 318 trained disciples in his household. And when you think about God who says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, think about this first great battle in the scriptures. How about Joshua? Joshua conquered Jericho and helped Israel possess the promised land. Remember that same land that Abarbanel said, they will conquer all their enemies and they will possess the land that God gave them. What about Samson, who was disobedient with Delilah, but was able to conquer the Philistines through obedience again with supernatural strength that was lost and regained? How about David, King David? You know, Saul, the first king of Israel, 
had his thousands in battle, but David his tens of thousands. And it all started with a little fight with a big giant called Goliath. And with one slingshot of a smooth stone, he hit him in the forehead and defeated his enemy. How about Gideon? Gideon had this large army and God says, let's reduce it down a little bit. Just the people you need. With 300 men, they were able to overcome the Midianite enemy. And then you've got stories like Jehoshaphat. Man, this is an interesting one. We talked about being a worshiper of God and how powerful praise is. Jehoshaphat used praise to overcome the enemy through the Levites that were part of the temple worship, but they were also praisers of God. And do you know, just like Jehoshaphat, you can use praise to ambush your enemy. And then there's the final story I want to talk about today of the Maccabees. The Maccabees in the Hanukkah story overcome a Greek Syrian ruler by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes, and he thought he was the manifestation of God. The Jews called him instead Epimenes, which meant he was just a madman. And he thought he could defeat the Jewish people, take away the Torah, take away circumcision from the eighth-day male old child, and also take away all of the Jewishness from the Jewish people. But instead, the Hanukkah story was a great victory where Israel overcame through Judah Maccabee, the hammer. And this is exactly the kind of victory that we see in Yeshua, the Messiah, overcame the world just like the Maccabees, just like Jehoshaphat, just like Gideon, just like King David, just like Samson and Joshua and Abraham. We have a legacy of overcomers in the scriptures. Now, here's something that John, the disciple of Jesus, who was one of the inner circle disciples that got dusty from the dust of his rabbi. This is what he said in his epistle, his letter to believers in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. He says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I mean, we can overcome sin if we can overcome that evil inclination. He goes on to say, I write to you, fathers. He's not talking about physical fathers, but spiritual fathers. He says, because you've known him who is from the beginning. How many know if you're a father in the faith, a spiritual mother, you have a relation with God that you've known God from the beginning? Where he says, I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. How many know no matter what evil or wickedness comes your way, what temptation comes your way, what tempter tries to tempt you the way Satan tried to tempt Jesus, you have the power as a young man of faith, as a young woman, you have the power to overcome. That young people have this power within them to be zealous and courageous. This is referring to mighty men of valor, these young warriors that would go into battle and overcome their enemy. So these three levels of maturity, the young child just knows his sins are forgiven, just like a newborn believer. And then the young men, they have the word of God in them to overcome the evil of the wicked one. And the fathers in the faith are there to train and to teach and to guide because they've known the father in relationship from the beginning. Let me read also in verse 14, in the middle of the verse, it says, I've written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. If you are listening today, the only way you're going to overcome the wicked one is you use the word of God skillfully like it's a sword in battle like it's a shield of faith, like it's a helmet of salvation, like it's a belt of truth. You got to put on the whole armor of God. You got to be a mighty man of valor. You got to be strong 
the same concept of mighty man of valor is the same term in Hebrew that means to be a virtuous woman. Eshet Chayil, a Proverbs 31 woman, is the same virtue that's given to mighty men of valor or men of war and men that know how to overcome their enemy. Let me read you another verse from the same John who got dusty from the dust of the rabbi. He says in his gospel, John 16, 20, Truly, I tell you emphatically, you'll cry and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You'll be deeply distressed, and your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. Yet when she has given birth to a child, she doesn't remember the agony anymore because of the joy of having brought a human into the world. So in the same way, he uses this parable about a woman having a child. And he says, now you are having pain, just like this woman. But I'll see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. As I have told you this, so that through me you may have peace, that in the world you'll have trouble, but be courageous. I have overcome the world. Isn't this powerful? You can overcome the world because Jesus overcame the world. And when Jesus was standing on the shoulders of those that have gone on before him, Abraham, Joshua, David, Gideon, Jehoshaphat, the Maccabees, they all were stories of victory, of overcoming the world. I don't know what you're battling today, but if you want to be an overcomer, you need to be a fully devoted disciple of Jesus. I'm just praying even right now, if there's something in your mind or something stirring in your emotions or something's causing your heart pain, maybe you're suffering physically, maybe you're suffering spiritually, maybe you're even suffering financially. I believe there is a God in heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that loves you so much and has given you the power to overcome every evil inclination, every temptation, every struggle, all the stress, all the worry. All you have to do is become that mighty warrior today. Use the word of God as it abides in you and be the disciple that Jesus can send out into the world to overcome every obstacle, to preach the good news and be that disciple that helps others overcome obstacles. Trust me, that obstacle is just an opportunity for you to overcome. Everything you're doing right now, even as you're watching or you're listening to this podcast, is going to give you the power today to overcome. I don't care if it's mental stress. I don't care if it's emotional pain. I don't care if it's heartache or it's a financial situation. You're an overcomer. Jesus overcame the world. He, as the Passover lamb, died, was buried, and rose again and told us that we're going to have that pain and suffering. Many of them wept and cried when they found out their Messiah, their rabbi, was now in the grave, and they didn't think he would rise. But because he resurrected and overcame death, you and I as believers in Yeshua can overcome death and hell and the grave, and nothing will be able to conquer us. You are more than a conqueror by your faith. You are an overcomer of this world because he loves you so much that he has given you the power to conquer, to defeat, and have total victory over anything that comes your way. Man, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We can't wait for next week, episode number eight. We are going to jump into what it means to be a fruit bearer, to be 
fruitful and productive, especially with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to learn how to be so productive as a believer, so productive as a man or a woman of God, so productive as someone who's following the footsteps of Jesus. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is not just something to learn in Sunday school. It's going to be something you're going to apply to your life every day. So I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Don't forget, you're victorious. You're an overcomer. You're a champion. You're more than a conqueror. And this is going to be the best day ever. God bless you. See you soon. Lehitrot. We love you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow us for more episodes as you rate and review the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time.